<laughs> Hi. Um, well, so you know a little about me because you've had to read about that, but I'll tell you some things that aren't on there, okay? Uh, on there. Um, well, as far as a parent goes, I definitely have experience, right? First qualification is you got to be a parent. But what you don't know that's not written on there is that I had my first child at 17. What does a 17-year-old know, okay? And um, actually, truth be known, I, was, um, I came from a home that was a very loving home. But people got married early, and that's what we did. And I had my second one when I was 20 years old. And um, and I stopped there, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and and I really did not know how to parent. I mean, for me, my children were my dolls. It was like I got to play dolls because when I was growing up, I did not have dolls to play with. We were very very poor. Grew up in a little. Um, <laughs> like a shtetl, but in Cleveland, Ohio. I mean, it was just, we were very, very poor. My parents were immigrant parents. And so I did not, I went back, finished high school. I went to college. I, I'm a perpetual student. I'm always taking classes. I'm doing that now. I went on, gra graduated from college, then went on and got all the other degrees. But it wasn't until, um, it was sometime in the in the 70s that I really started to learn how to talk. And I, I was taking some courses, some psychology courses, because my degrees are in education and psychology. And that's when I really learned. And I'm sorry to say that I missed some important years in my children's lives. Because I did not know that communication was an art. You know, you learn how to talk right away when you're young, right? And we think, well, talking is everything. But talking isn't what it's about. It's how you say things, how you listen. And so that's when I started to listen and to understand and to speak to my kids in a whole different way. And it gave me, um, it changed our relationships. Not that I was some kind of bad mom or something before that, but I really did not know. And had I known, it would have been a much better thing than for kids. You know, um, my grandmother, who I never met, my dad's uh, mom, but the, the sayings about her got passed on. Her name was Rachel Slamovitz, and she died in Auschwitz. And what my, I remember my dad saying, and aunts and other family members always, is that she said, and you've probably heard this before, once a word has been spoken, you can never, ever take it back. And with our children, it's the most important thing that we can do. All right, so that's a little background on me. What I do now is I travel around the country. I write books. I write workshop seminars. My son and I, see, it can happen to you. You get the communication. We are partners, and we own this company, the Applebaum Training Institute. And we started off doing, out of our garages back in the late 80s, doing some seminars, and it just grew and it mushroomed. And, um, and so that's what we do. And we have speakers now who work for us, and, um, and it's a lot of fun. And we train predominantly teachers, but I am thrilled to be here because my background as a, was as a therapist working with families. And I always say that the one thing, we train teachers because I haven't known how to get to the parents. 
because you're where it really starts but let me find out a little about you now you know a little about me and the first thing I want to know is I'm trying to get a fix on age range so if you have children that are five and under raise your hand and you can raise your hand multiple times if you have elementary school children raise your hand if you have that very special group of teenage children raise your hand hormone heaven raise your hand you're living in hormone heaven okay if you have young adult children early 20s raise your hand that's a whole separate age range too there alright and then if you if you have older adult children like me okay raise your hand and if you have grandchildren raise your hand oh my god we gotta say if you are a teacher raise your hand okay so I want to tell you that everybody in this room could raise their hand because if you are a parent you are a teacher you are automatically a teacher okay you are automatically a teacher so um, that's what I want to tell you and I want to start off by talking about the needs of children alright and this isn't in your notes because I always add a little bit more alright and um, so let's get started with that the first need everybody knows is love but how do you show and how do you give love? I mean, how do you show love to kids? Well, this is a hard one, especially as they get a little bit older. And it's accepting our children, accepting them. Like some of you have kids who are um, older kids. You've got to kind of got to accept them. You've got ones that are younger kids. They're not going to be like their brother, like their sister. They're going to be unique. They're going to be different. Okay? And every single child is so unique, even if they look alike. They're unique. How many of you have more than one child, like me, right? And raise your hand if from the very first week that they were alive, they were different from your other kids. Absolutely, they are. That's part of what it is. And so each one then, when you're going to talk to them, it's going to be a little different. When you listen, a little different. And the reason I have acceptance on here is because the, some of the tools I'm going to teach you to listen, if you don't accept some of the things they tell you, that doesn't mean you have to like them, but you have to be able to listen with a straight face because you're going to hear things, some of the things you may not like. You're not going to like everything. But if you're going to be their mentor, and you are, you are, then they have to have somebody they can say crazy thoughts to. They have to have somebody they can share whatever it is that they're thinking. And who better than you? But they're only going to do it if they feel like they're not going to be judged severely. Okay? That doesn't mean that after you've heard everything that you can't try and influence them another way. All right, but the thing is, if you don't accept them as they are, they'll never tell you and you'll never get to influence them. Do you see what I'm saying? So you've got to accept them. You've got to accept them that everyone is different. The other thing is that you and your spouse, if you have a spouse, if you haven't got a spouse, like you're divorced, you still have to be a team. It takes a team to raise kids because what I'm, let me tell you what I'm talking about here if one person says you don't have to do that homework now it's not that important you can do it later and the other one says there's a says you've got to do it right now that's a conflicting message for kids they have to have the same message 
you know i when i work with some families i'll tell them like the other day i was talking to somebody and she's going through a divorce and i said you know you still have to be a team with your husband you've got to be a team because when you have kids you take that on that you have to be a team you cannot say different things and that means everybody who lives in the house sometimes there's another generation a parent living in the house you all have to be united and that takes communication skills we can't bad rap people if they have different opinions because they're human and not you know what if people all thought the same we wouldn't be unique would we so but it's again the art of talking to each other and you'll learn that as you learn how to talk to the kids you learn more about this and here is the other thing for love and this is all part about loving your kid and of course we know it's hugs it's all kinds of things but it involves special times that are on a regular basis and I mean and I'm talking if you have more than one child that you still find a way to have alone time even if it's a few minutes that you have that every day with that child how can you build that kind of rapport if you don't have alone time one-to-one -one? that's what it takes you've got to find a way and I'll tell you a great time is bedtime I don't care how old they are if you've got the young ones get them in the habit when they're young get them in the habit talk to them then just a time if they're older just say let's set a time help me let's figure out a time where it'll work well where we can just sit and talk one-to-one -one. and during that time what you're going to do is you're going to listen because a lot of times they hear you talk but what you want is you want to hear really more about what goes on inside of them you know I, I remember years ago I had a friend say this to me and um, and I didn't I thought what is it what what is this person talking about said you know Marilyn with you there's no level one conversations it's rare and I said what do you mean he said they're all level 10 all right and here is the thing level one is you know you just all right level two is you start to get to know each other by level 10 people can be expressing really what's going on each person being able to express it. and what you want from your kids again I'm going to say is you want them to be able to express what's in their hearts what's going on you heard this talk what these kids are seeing on internet what kids see on TV by the way to have sacred times special times I believe it I know this is going to sound ar ar really archaic but I believe in having the television off period I mean and my and I am not a big fan of television period for kids because there's just so much yeah it, it'll help if you talk to him he was so right but I like in, in our family we turn the television off because it is scary for kids and it does influence them and you want to be their primary teacher not that television and not that video game being the teacher you want to because they're your kid have you got anything more important more um, <laughs> that's more central in your life than your children no they're our hope they're our future so that that's what it takes okay so those special times on a regular regular basis okay so now more needs of children because all you got here is love structure 
And what structure means is they need a routine. They need a schedule. They can't set the schedule. <laughs> You've got to set the schedule. You are the parent. They need rules. You can involve them in the rules, but kids need this. When I um, see a place, let me, one more to this, consistency. Let me tell you a story. I was working as a therapist, and I was teaching a parenting class, and it was like a five-week parenting class. And um, one of the people in the class, uh, a woman, was a doctor. And she said, um, I'm having terrible problems. I've got four sons, and I've got these problems, and I just don't know what to do. And I said, okay. And she, I said, would you like me to come by your house? I drove up to her house, this gorgeous house, and it was like going up. The windows were open. It was like driving up to this loud, fun house, but it didn't sound like fun. Screaming, you could hear. As I pulled down the street, I'm doing, you could hear all this sound. Anyhow, what really happened, how I worked with her and her husband, is A, they became a team. They started having special times. They started having little contracts for their kids to help them get on target, you know, where they get a certain little something when they do different things. But the biggest thing is routine, schedule. Kids need this. They need this. Those of you who teach, if you work during the day, if you were to give those kids lunch five minutes late, they can't even tell time, young ones. They know, don't they? Kids know. Because so what you have to do is you have to build in that routine. It's a need of the kids. And I've got, I, you know, I was, I was driving to come here today, and I pulled out of the driveway, and I was going down the street, and, um, and who do I see but this wonderful man in my life, running, and it's my son. He's getting ready for the marathon. So he pulled over. Yeah, I pulled the car over, and I said, hey, because he gives all these talks all over and just came back from giving a talk. And, and I said, what do you think, Marty? What's the number one thing I should say to these parents today? And he, he's all sweaty, you know, and he says, tell them, say what you mean and mean what you say. It's crazy-making when kids for kids when you say one thing and you do something else. It's vital that you do this. I mean, it's just so important. When you say something, you have to follow through. All right, so what other needs do they have? They need you to be wise. They need somebody that um, is, has some wisdom there. That, and by this, I mean a role model. Now, let me tell you something. You know how you want for your kids to be the best they can be? Anything you want your kids to be, you be. Because that's where they're learning. You want them to um, be very dedicated to something, let them see you be dedicated to something. You want them to eat healthy, let them see you eat healthy. They learn more from what you do than what you say. Let me repeat that. Kids learn more from what you do than what you say at all times. So they, they, you're the wise one. You're, you've got to be that fountain. And then when you have that special little alone time, like maybe at night, right, then they are going to want 
to share things with you because they think you're a fountain of knowledge and that is that's what you want them to think okay you want them you know what that is it's good old-fashioned respect and that's 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 important the other is they need involvement they need involvement you set rules you set different things but involve them give them opportunities where you give them choices so that they feel hey I'm really a part of this family so y'all were there have family meetings they love that kind of thing where you're going to decide what you're going to do on a certain day different just get them all involved and make sure everybody is heard and the last thing is they've got to have fun I mean kids have got to have fun and if they're not having fun their fun is going to be let's play this game of trying to get mom and dad apart because <laughs> they've got to have fun because there's a need for fun okay so speaking of fun I like to have a little bit of fun and show a couple cute little videos so let's start with this one here is it showing up it's not showing is it I don't know why. It's not showing. On that screen, no, I'm not going to do it. Ah, it's no fun. Okay, I don't have a clue why it didn't. But I will tell... No, that's me. <laughs> what it was, was it showed a woman who um, got very, very upset and, and, and how somebody else got really scared. So what I want to say now, as I'm going to start on this sheet, actually, is your attitude is contagious. Uh, your attitude is contagious. Uh, we're going to start on the sheets that you've got in your handout. I haven't started on it yet. And there's nothing to fill in yet. But your attitude is contagious with your kids. So now, what I'd like you to do is take a minute and look at those top ones, the reasons that kids don't listen. And... Put a circle around one that you think may apply at your house. All right. So those are some of the reasons that kids don't um, listen. The number one down there, every single one of them are, are important, but number one is they tune parents out often because they know you're not going to follow through anyhow. Or you're going to say it 20 times. You know, you're just going to keep saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it, so why listen the first time? So the first thing I'm going to tell you is only say something once. If a child doesn't hear you, then you're going to offer a choice, and then you're going to follow through. And I'm going to give you exact words for that. All right, but how, how do you talk in such a way that kids hear you? Often... Let me show you this. What color is this? What do cows drink? No. Do they? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's right. I tricked you, right? 
A very good trick, right? Okay. I set you up with this. All right, because it was white. Um, and it reminded you of milk. All right. <laughs> but I, I got you good. All right. But the thing is that our kids so often, all right, we say the same thing and they say the same. The first thing that comes to mind, even if it isn't right, just to say something. They'll do that, and we do it too. I mean, adults. So what I'm going to tell you now are some ingredients so kids will really listen. So check out the first one on there. It says your voice tone. One of the things we do that I see this with parents, I see it with teachers, is to get kids to listen the voice is up high. The truth of the matter is they listen much better when voices are low. It's like they have to kind of, what'd she say? What'd he say? What'd they say? All right. So it's like the lower it is. I will never forget. I learned this lesson two ways. One is I had a school, and um, one day this little boy was having a horrible temper tantrum. I mean, he was just a terrible temper tantrum. And I wanted him to stop. And so <laughs> I bent down, and because he was out of control. And in those days, I didn't have, now I know procedures to do for that. But in those days, I was still learning. This is back in the 70s. So I, I, I bent down, and I cannot tell you why I did this, but I whispered in his ear. And I, he stopped everything. And what I said is, I just said, you can go on. And then I walked away, and I, st I was in the room with him, and he still, but he stopped. And then, it was shortly after that, a teacher came to apply to work for me. And I couldn't hear a thing she was saying. I had, like, this a problem with one ear. I had mastoid surgery as a kid. And, and I, I don't know if it was that. She just talked so low. But she came so highly recommended. It was a Montessori school. I had just started a Montessori school. And everybody's saying, she is the best. You will not find anybody better. This is a long time ago. You will not find anybody better. I hired her because of the recommendations. I figured they, all these people must know more. I can't hear her. I walk in her room. I walk in her room the first day. And those kids are, shh. We got to hear what Miss Teresa is saying. Shh. You can hear a pin drop in the room. And that's when I started to realize, and since then, I just teach that all over the place, to, whether it's to teachers, whether it's to parents, lower your voice. Lower your voice. And hear more about your voice. Have it be firm. Have it be firm. And have it be calm. Never speak to a child when you are in a <laughs> yeah. screaming or angry, just take a, a few seconds. Take a mental vacation. Y'all <laughs> are great. Laughing all my jokes. Laughing at yourself. <laughs> take a mental vacation for a minute. I mean, just a little trick. You're right in the room. They're making you a sugar, right? You're going ah, ah, ah. All right. So. Picture something that calms you. Think of it ahead. You have to have it ahead, all right? You know, maybe it's um, a place you've gone on a vacation. Just picture it for a second. Something that calms you and take a couple deep breaths. You know, go, all right? 
Um, if you have young kids, one of the things that I'll say to do is to have a cool-down seat. <laughs> and you have it in your house. And you go sit in the cool-down seat. And you just cool up. And they learn to cool up. And then I always, I'll, I'll, I'm a big one on gimmicks. Really big on gimmicks. So this is like, you know, I call it a feel-better ball. And you sit and you, and you sit there in the seat and you go, <sighs> And then you see the kids learn to do that because they have no way of calming themselves. And I'll, I'll tell you what, um, older kids really, res I, I, have n I do not believe in sending kids to their room, by the way. I'm going to tell you right now. I do not believe. Because I'll tell you what, they have a ball in their room. What the only thing it's doing is it's giving you some free time, <laughs> which sometimes you may need. So, all right. But the big thing is, it isn't really a good form of discipline to send a child to their room. It's way better to learn how to talk so that they will listen, so that you'll have responses, because, you know, it's not taking anything away. It's giving to them, all right? All right, so next. Your body posture, when you're going to speak to them and you want them to listen, you cannot be, you know, oh, you're going to hear me. You've got to be really like, with your body posture, not wimpy. Okay, And you know how people say get to a child's level? There's, if a child is really out of control, there are times that I'm at their level, eye to eye, and there are other times where I'm just slightly above the level because your body language says something. And you can never forget that you are the parent and you've got to be in charge. You've got to be in charge. Let me tell you something. If you don't take charge in your house, somebody will. And guess who it will be? The there you are. Okay. So, all right, your timing. You've got to be really careful that you never say anything when there's other kids that may embarrass them. You can say, I'd like to talk to you in a little bit or something like that. You know, but don't embarrass a child because especially the, they, they embarrass when they're young and they embarrass, get very embarrassed as they're older. And I really like, if there's a big issue you're working on with the child, to set a time to meet. A, and it's a mutually agreed on time. A, it empowers them. Hey, I'm going to have a parent meeting. <laughs> I'm going to have this kind of meeting. And B, it gives you that one-to-one -one alone time where you can talk about what's going on and how to handle it. All right, wording. Here are things not to say, okay? Don't. Typically, we say don't run, don't, don't do this, don't do that. What the kids hear is the verb rather than the don't. And they just keep going. You're picturing it, right? They just keep doing it. That's what they hear. So avoid that. Another one to avoid. <laughs> How many times have I said because that takes away your power as a parent. It says to the child, every time you say it, you don't ever listen to me. And you don't want to say that. You want that child to begin listening to you. Because you're wanting to set up a relationship that's really a good, close, bonding relationship. You never, you never do this. You never do that. Instead, you're going to learn today, don't tell them what they do wrong. Instead, tell them what you want them to do that's right. You got that? What we do a lot of times is we say, 
You, you always are doing this. You do this. You do that. Instead of just leave that by and say, here is what I need. Okay? You're going to tell them what you really want them to do. All right. Um, and so, a big deal. If you have more than one child when you're talking, it's, it would be not a good thing to compare them to another child. But Lizzie always does this. Shmuel does this. Uh-uh. <laughs> you got to be really careful about that. All right. For one thing, they are seeing things different. Let me just show you a little thing. Every, every single person learns differently. Every single person learns differently, okay? Every child learns differently. What I want you to do is right where you're sitting, I want you to copy me. Not my words, just my body um, language. All right. So for right now, okay, everybody just go like this. Touch your face like that. Good. Touch your uh, top of your head. Okay. Just take one hand now and touch your nose. Touch your neck. Touch your eye. Touch your eyebrow. Touch your chin. How many of you touched your chin and how many of you? <laughs> Look. <laughs> All right. If I caught you, here is what it is. My guess, and this is just a quick little quiz, right? is that the people who touched their chin are more auditory, okay? Because you listen to my words. The people who touched their cheek are much more visual, probably, because you just watched me. Your kids learn differently. Did you ever wonder why you say to, yeah, I don't think he, I've said this a million times, he isn't getting it. It could be that you're saying it, and what that child needs is to see whatever it is done. Because some kids are so visual. By the way, the majority of kids, 90% of children are visual. 90% are visual. But we're giving them auditory instructions. So, and by the way, one of the reasons that we always use a PowerPoint, always, is because there's so many people who are also visual, who are visual. Okay, so that's why we try and gear it. Okay, all right. Now, the last thing you got to remember is if you say anything, to follow through. You've got to follow through. That's like very, very important. Okay, now the nevers. You ready? The nevers. Never yell. Never ask a child why. Because you know what? They don't always know why. That makes them make up a story. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Never be sarcastic, ever. These are our treasures, our children. And I always never talk when you're really out of control. And what I'll tell people, I tell people all the time, is have a remote handy that doesn't work with the TV, because remember, I'm not big on TV, and push the pause button. <laughs> Just picture yourself pushing that pause button that you're not going to talk. And you can have it for kids and just tell them, go push that pause button. It's not time yet. I don't want to hear yet. We're going to talk soon and set a meeting. But push the pause button, okay? Because you don't want to talk to a child while they're out of control because nothing is going to make sense, right? You can't reason them with them while they're really out of control. You've got to wait a little bit. You've got to get them calmed down. Pause button is a good way to get them calmed down, all right? Um, 
So, all right. So here we go. So what do you need to do? What are exact words? Power talk. That's what I call it, and it really is that. And it's to say these words. So I want you know, I make sure you write this down. You can use one of two lines: I need or I would appreciate. And I'm going to show you how to work it. I would appreciate is for the teens, the adults, the, the you know that you're that are in your family. I need is for younger kids. And here's how it works: the first thing you do is you say the child's name. Okay. You say the child's name. And so it would be, what, what's your name? My Barbara. Barbara, can I use your sure. Okay. So it would be like this. I would come down toward her level but be a little higher and I'd say, Barbara. And then I, I'm just going to do the whole line and then you can see what I did. Barbara, I need you to put the pen Thank you. <laughs> now, if she wouldn't have, I would have added the final word, now. <laughs> but it would have been like this. Now. <laughs> okay? Like that. All right? So that's, that is power talk. All right? You say the child's name, and, if you, and then you say, I need, and you tell them what you need. It's not like a big thing, and it could be, you know, I need you to go put those blocks away right now. You know, that's it. Something like that. Not, why haven't you put the blocks away? The other good thing to do, wait, I'm going to try and go through this pretty quick. The other good thing to do when you're talking to them like this, all right, is um, to always, 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 always be careful of your voice. I had this woman I was working with. This, she, she was just a doll. And she said, I know I've got it right, but it's not working. I said, all right, I'm going to watch you. I'm going to watch you. Her name was Charlene. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to watch you, Charlene. And, and she said, okay. So I, um, I go and I'm watching her. And sure enough, this little two-year-old starts acting up. And she says, Jason. I need you to put the blocks away. Okay? <laughs> blew it. <laughs> totally blew it. Got it? You don't add okay. You don't add please. It, it isn't, it's, it's a fact. It's, and you never say, you notice what I said? I said, I need. I didn't say you need because then they say, no, I don't. And I didn't say I want because then you can get into more of a, a power struggle because they go, I don't want. All right? It's just I need. And let me tell you something about using this. After a while, you find the kids start using it back to you. It's really cool. They start knowing how to express and ask for what they need. It's just the most fabulous thing. It's, it works. It works. But it takes practice. Now, here are a couple factors you have to know. Wait. Let me go. First, when you're using it, did you notice how I paused? I said the name. I paused. Right? Okay. All right. And then I paused between. I need you to put the pen down. 
The second thing I did is your voice gets softer rather than louder. Typically, when you're just talking to the kids and you want them to do something, you go, I need you to put that pen down. No, right? It gets louder and louder. In power talk, your voice gets lower and lower and lower. Got it? All right. What time do I have to finish this? We'll stay all day. Yeah, we'll stay, <laughs> we'll stay all day. Right. No, just tell me how it's 11.40? <laughs> 15 minutes. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I watch, I watch those super nanny things. But I'm here to tell you, I don't like some of the things. Some of the things I see, to me, are humiliating to a child. And I, I'm never into humiliating a child. You know, when they put them in this little place, like this severe punishment. Good communication, you don't need to do that. All right, I'm going to ask you. We were talking about uh, the... The power talk, I understand why you wouldn't say okay at the end and ask a question because it leaves room for them to say, well, no, it's not okay and I'm not going to do that. But why wouldn't you say please to a child? I think that would be good modeling. Oh, you can and say please, like please pass the ketchup. All right, but this is something your child isn't listening to you. Uh-huh. you there's no please. You're in charge. Uh-huh. Okay? I mean, please is please pass the ketchup. You know they're going to pass the ketchup. Got it? Okay, but this is not, um, this is not. I know, I don't know what it is. It's going crazy here. Let's see. Oh, it's going to work, y'all. There, huh? Does this work on spouses? Let me tell you, because I got to tell you, y'all, I might still be married if I had known all this stuff. It works with spouses because it's respect. It's respect. But, but you're missing the key ingredient for spouses, and the key ingredient for spouses that you got to have is you got to have the listening tool, too. All right, I don't have a whole lot of time for you to practice using the power talk, but let me tell you what. It doesn't, it does not work, power talk, unless you practice it ahead. Don't, don't use it on them until you've done it in front of a mirror or in a tape recorder or something. Don't, don't experiment. You know, you know what I mean? Because then you'll think, oh, it didn't work. But the truth of the matter is that a lot of times what I'll hear is that, you know, even like this Charlene, she thought she had it just right, right? But meanwhile, she, she didn't, okay? She didn't have it right at all because right? she had that okay at the end. So that's why you've got to practice it. And, and, and if you've got a spouse to practice with, it's just so good, especially then it sets you up as a teamwork. By the way, you notice, again, I want to point out with Power Talk, it's not you do this. You go, you go pick up that pen. You go do that. Instead, it's, so there you are, it's a nice way of saying it. But because it's something that's a parental um, rule kind of thing, that's why we're not, it's not going to be a please. I hope that makes sense to you, okay? <laughs> um, and, and again, you can do whatever works in your house. If you want to add please and for you it works, you go ahead 
Only this is when they're not listening to you. When they're not listening, it isn't a please. It's I need you to listen. That's the difference. That's the real difference. Please is like saying okay. And it's like maybe they will and maybe they won't. It's like pleading. It gives them an option. There's no option. All right, so what if you used power talk and they didn't listen? Right? They didn't. All right. What you do is you only repeat yourself one more time. And this time you offer a choice. I need you to put the pen down or, and here's the deal, to pick up the pencil and start writing with that. Which do you want to use? A positive choice, not a negative one. Not you're going to go to your room, which, by the way, remember, I don't believe in sending a kid to their room because that's really nothing. I, I, you know, it, it, it just, but unless you're losing your mind and you need that that moment, then you go ahead and do it because you've got to take good care of yourself because it's a hard job. You know, you're on 24-7. By the way, did you know, you know, remember I told you before kids learn from what you do more than what you say? Did you know that they know things you do even that they don't see? It's like they feel it. They feel it. I've had kids say, my mom thinks I don't know, but I've seen her smoke now and then. I mean, they know. Or I heard my mommy and daddy talking. They don't know I know. I mean, they know. You know, it's something like when you live in a house, and that's the biggest thing. You want everybody's got to tune in to each other. Tune into each other. And when you're really tuned in, what you have to know is even when they're not home, they know. They may not know details of what you do, but they get a feeling. So always, at all times, even when they're not around, you are a role model. Yeah, come on, get it first. Okay, so that's a good, that's, that's a really good thing to write. So here, we, here would be the choice. It's 15 minutes before it's time to set the table, okay? And you really want them to do it. So you say, a child's name? Jack. Jack. I need you to set the table. You can start right now and have it done and out of the way, or you can start in 15 minutes, and I can even give you a reminder. But if you choose that one, you'll have to do it right then. Which one do you want to do? What are you doing when you're doing this? Are, are you empowering the child? You see? It's, ju it's just at all times, it's, I'm telling you, it's all in how you talk to them. It's all in how you, your words are magic. Your well, words are magic. What if you're in a situation where you can't offer another, there's no time to offer another positive choice? I need you to do this now. That's okay. Or no, if the, I need this. Right. No. We're, we're saying that one didn't work, and you're on your second. What's your choice? You I, give me the situation. Um, turning off the computer. I need you to turn off the computer now. Okay. I, I would start before. Oh, I do. Okay. <laughs> and I, yeah, all right. Okay. I, I. You know, I'm gonna hate to do this, but if the computer is not off, I'm gonna have to take it out of your room. 
because I don't want to get in power struggles with you. I love you too much. So if you want, you can turn it off now, or I'll take it out, and then you'll tell me when you're ready to have time limits on the computer, and I'll give it back. Or, or can we just... You see? Do you see? But did you see the difference there? I you, do. You got can it? Can you apply that to something like almost the same terminology, but the, the second choice is, or you won't be able to use the computer until you're ready to... Mine's no, 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 no. Mine's on the kitchen. It's not... Um, no, I know. What's my choice? It's in the kitchen. Yeah, I, you could still just say, I just, oh, so you could say, I'm sorry, I won't be able to allow you to have access right. to okay, that's And you just okay. put a, I'll have to put a password up. Mm -hmm. And just make it like you really regret it and put a, pa computers are easy because you can put a password and they can't get on. You know, you just yeah. find a password, sure. Yeah. A computer, <laughs> computer's a piece of cake. It can be in their room, they can't, you know, you got a password, they can't log on, they're stuck, man. The television, by the way, please, I, if you have televisions in your kids' rooms, get them out. If you have computers in your kids' rooms, get them out. And video games, I, I mean, I, all this stuff is so destructive. You know what? I'm going to tell you what saved my kids, even though I didn't know how to communicate. You know what saved my kids? Mealtime saved my kids because we never had a television on. We played games, we had family conversation, we got out Yahtzee, we got out, we had these big championships. Breakfast before they went to school, I got them up early to play games. That's what saved my family, because I sure didn't know how to talk and how to parent, okay? Times that you're together, do other things. You know, we've gotten to the point where we have all these gimmicks for the kids, but I'm here to tell you, they're ruining those kids. I, I just, it's brainwashing. Every time those kids see all that stuff, they're getting brainwashed. I don't want, now here is how you can use it. Rent DVDs and let them see a DVD that you approve of. You can use that. You can monitor it, okay? Mm -hmm. But just be careful. I remember my grandson wanted video games so badly and we didn't give him one. And I remember even, even uh, he got really sick and my grandson had cancer and it was, it was a really bad thing. And we had to think of other things to do for him to keep him occupied, right? When he was home more, when he had chemo. And, uh, and what we did was got, we got him a pet. But he, I remember him saying, why can't, Remy, why can't I have a video game? And I said, because they, they, they teach bad, icky things to people that you hurt people. He said, we don't kill anybody. We just aim and they disappear, Granny. <laughs> See, but so we're trained. All right, now I got to teach you this. This is the most important tool. And then I'll get, wait, wait, wait. We, I want to get, let me get to this. I want to teach you how to listen. This, I, they're called door openers, okay? And this is when you're going to have your special one-to-one -one time with your kids. Or they come up and they've got a problem. A door opener. So here are words you say. Ah, you're listening. They're talking. And you, then you say the next one. Really? And let me show you what. It's how you say it. Okay? Like, I didn't know this in the beginning, and somebody told me once that I was doing this. Somebody said something to me, and I went, really? <laughs> well, that's a door stopper. So you have to think. So you have to think how you're saying it. So you want it to be a door opener. So really. And, and mostly just nod your head. You don't have to say a word. 
nod your head. And the other magic words that shrinks use, you are now going to save all this money for your kids. They would never need a shrink. It sounds like. They're talking. Sounds like you're upset. Sounds like that made you mad. Sounds like you're worried. Sounds like. What you're doing now is you're trying to learn where the kids are. What's going on. Okay? Hold on. What I want you to do right now, all right, pretend you didn't get all that because I've got about five more minutes and I'm going to have you rehearse a little bit, okay? All right, so what I want you to do is everybody have a partner. Get a partner, okay? And then what I want you to do is face your partner as best you can. And then... And then what I want you to do when you're facing your partner is I want you both to talk about your kids right as at the same time. Go on, talk. Tell important things. Okay, stop. Stop. Okay, stop. You have just learned the first fundamental rule is you can't listen when you talk can you? So the first rule before you as you're doing all these things is that you have got to stop talking to listen. Stop talking. Okay. What I would like is a very brave person to come be my volunteer and talk to me about a child so I can demonstrate this. If you can make up the child. Any child you want. And I will Okay, come do it. All right. And what y'all, I don't want you to focus on what Barbara's saying, not that it's not important, <laughs> but I want you to focus, let me get rid of it. I want you to focus on me listening. Watch my body language, watch what I do. Barbara, first I want to thank you for volunteering. Thank you. Are we supposed okay. to talk about my child? Uh, any child. All right, you can talk about your spouse. I don't care who you talk about. <laughs> all right, all I care about is it's something you have strong feelings about. Anything you have strong. It could be the world. Positive, negative. Uh, but, mostly, let's go with negative. Usually that's when they do. How about it could be the world situation. It could be anything. Okay. Strong feelings. My son. I just, he loves the computer. I have time limits for him. I set time limits for him. And he says, and I said, time's up. He's like, okay, just finish this game. And I, I, I debate between saying, you know, no or sure, finish that game because I think he'll really listen after he finishes that game. And then, son of a gun, he doesn't listen when he finishes that game. And before I know it, it's 15 minutes later, and I'm still talking. You're nodding. <laughs> and same child. Um, and then, you know, he knows he has to go upstairs to bed at a certain time. Then he goes, but I haven't, you know, he has to have a snack before he goes to bed because he's so hungry. He goes, but I haven't eaten. And, I'm, and I, I can't send my child to bed hungry, so I'm like, okay, go eat. And before I know it, it's getting later and later, and I've really blown my schedule, and I really get what you're doing now. Uh, <laughs> am I right? Okay. Can I keep going? Or? Oh, you're doing great. Yes, yeah, so are you. Uh, uh, <laughs> you to keep talking. Does everyone get that? <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God, I think I've had enough. I have a question I really want to ask you, so I don't want to use up this time. You can ask me the question, and how about if I answer it using the tools? Would that work? Oh, that would be really great. Okay. My daughter, who does not open up, if I, 
you can only use those words that were on that list if she started talking. And I need words to get her to open up. Like, mm -hmm. we have, we, I do what you said, that is I have quiet time with each child before bed. And I know there's things in her head and, and she's, but I don't know how to, if I say anything, it shuts her down. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to get her to mm -hmm. start what so are, I can do these things. Right, what are some things you have done? How was your day? Mm -hmm. um, was everyone at school today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, would you like me to make a few yeah, suggestions? I would love that. All right. <laughs> Wouldn't everybody else <laughs> How about if you said, um, you know, I really um, want to have a close relationship with you, and I hope you'll feel safe to she talk to me. She would go, stop it! <laughs> like she's, she knows I'm working her. Oh, <laughs> you're working her. Oh. She's good at that. Oh, okay. She's 13. So it sounds like, like there's been in the past some of this working on her. I'm detective all the time. Oh, okay. So um, what I'm thinking is it is a possibility that um, she may need to have some silence and not feel so worked as more um, attached, caring at a time when she's going away. Like kids, a lot of times they have, um, they go through a period in their adolescence where they have to pull away. They don't have to, but in our society here, it's part of the ritual. Some societies it doesn't happen, but here it does. And so what you want is when they pull away to, instead of working them, which it sounds like doesn't work, <laughs> to just say, I don't know what to say because anything I say might be wrong and I just want you to know that I miss you and I want to I want to be able to be a safe person for you to speak to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just start giving her a massage. And that that works. But if um, I try to if I try to pull anything out it definitely it definitely doesn't work. All right. Have a seat, so Barbara. Thank you. Give Barbara a hand. I want to say something about, am I done? Or right, I'm done. Two minute, two minute warning? I'm done. All right, so what I want to say is that, oh God, our kids are such a treasure. And it's all in the way, you know, a lot of times, like even with Barbara, this was such a great example. I'm so glad you did that. It's like when we really speak from our heart instead of working it, you know, speak with that voice down low where they feel your heart. When they feel your heart, they respond. All right, so here is how I want to close. I, I always like to close like with a little story, okay? All right, and so um, let me close with this story. All right, you see this money? Did somebody close with this? <laughs> All right, $5 bill. How many of you would like it? Any? All right, if I was giving it away. Would you want it if it was folded like this? Would you want it if it was folded like this? Sure. Would you want it if it was like this? Sure. Would you want it if it fell on the floor and I stepped on it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, I'm not going to do all that, but you've helped me make my point. Sometimes children go through periods, right, where they act like they're all folded and crumpled up because they're inward, right? Mm -hmm. And um, 
and and and, and it's kind of hard to open them back up. But they have so much value, just like this $5 bill, even when they're crinkled and folded. And the goal is to keep talking and keep listening and use these techniques. They all are going to take practice. Practice on everybody. I'm here to tell you, it's like save, helping save a child to a better place to use these techniques. You have been a fabulous audience. Thank you for being here.